Warning, this podcast contains bad words and stories about drugs and sex and overthrowing the government. Proceed with caution. Thank you. And now on to our show. Wake up, brother, we got nothing to do. Let's go outside, just me and you, and build a fort. We'll pack a lunch, won't be home till after dark. Then after dinner, we can sneak back out. You know that high school girl I've been telling you about? Well, she gets undressed about a quarter to nine, and we can watch her do it from the big old pie next door. She got a room on the second floor. Well, looks like another fucked up day in paradise. Dan Kelly, Shree, Fuji Split, and this is Daughter of God cast season four choice, episode 169, Goosh the Clay. Goosh the Clay. I have some ideas to mull over and tease out clarity on. So this episode is a sort of freewheeling dialogue between me and me. Climb inside my brain, fasten your safety harness, and let's take a spin around the block. Best interface. I have buckets, buckets of Chavant clay, modeling clay up at the workshop. Left over from the witch's penis hat exhibit I built for the Denos Museum Center eons ago, eons. That clay is patiently waiting to be brought back to life with stop frame animation and twisted into asteroid scapes. Clay is a physical thing that we can shape, shape into other physical things. The bigger the shaping, the more, our, the more of our bodies we use. Sculpting with clay fully activates our optimal interface. Interface? I'm talking about the interface between self and other, the simulated split essential to an experience of duality. Theme Park Earth 101. There's supposedly us and not us. Our bodies are the blurry in-between, the shortest distance between self and other, our best interface. Make love, get lost in clay, and wham, oneness. Here's an epiphany I texted myself on November 27th, 2019. Visual effects with an emphasis on practical effects, which means what can we do in RL, real life, with our hands that can be optimally combined with visual effects? What is the best of both worlds? How can this be about making things with our optimal interface, bodies, hands, and eyes, combined with computer techniques for the most virtuosic explorations and realization of creative vision? Uh, the early years of Daughter of God, end of quote, the early years of Daughter of God involved a lot of screen staring on the computer, running all kinds of software, not moving very much. Um, I like computers. I do. I like them. But I also really like being in my body. 
and eventually the imbalance was unsustainable. In 2009, I had effectively dropped Daughter of God to sail around Lake Michigan, which was way, a way more embodied project. Pushing the edge of embodiment, actually, sailing hundreds of miles on, on the open water in a, in a little 16-foot catamaran with a, just a trampoline, no cabin or nothing, camping, extensively documenting myself and other interesting people. After my boat, Hello World, sprained her hull and then my laptop got drowned, I was feeling equal parts bummed and relieved. An intense embodiment. Fast forward to December 1st, 2019, turning Daughter of God into a feature required new scenes. Breaking my arm, breaking my arm last spring fucked the summer production schedule, so I've been squeaking what I needed right up until the snow showed up last Sunday, which was like three weeks ago last Sunday. There's still a little more to get. We'll keep squeaking as weather permits. Meanwhile, getting excited for VFX with a few refresher tutorials and lectures on the interwebs. I am reminded what an auspicious and fun time this is for geeky artists. Blender, the open source 3D application, has become very robust and easier to use. Speaking of 3D, Houdini is super intriguing. Other AI-boosted software like Topaz enables unprecedented miracles. For instance, my marginal HD movie can be boosted to 4K without degradation if I spend about a month of 24-7 processing on my Mac Pro. That might sound like a lot of rendering, but back in the 90s and Strata 3D, a week of rendering was nothing special. Balance. Again, there's a balance to be found and struck. What does that look like? Embodiment in movie making involves pointing cameras and microphones at the real world. Not only actors, but animals, and trees, forests, snow, but also miniatures, models, pyrotechnics, puppets, swirls of paint on canvas, pencil sketches on paper, and clay. Clay! After grabbing the real world, the disembodiment begins. Serious screen staring, real world images, actually image sequences, are combined with other real world images um, or machine assisted images in a process called compositing, which happens in software like After Effects by Adobe or the Foundry's Nuke. Then the compositing image sequences are edited together into the final movie I started out in Apple's Final Cut Pro and have been using Adobe Premiere the last few years, which is a story I won't get into why I switched. No, I won't. Um, the desire to get away from screens inspired my decision in 2016 to trade 3D software for miniatures to create mega props like derelict tanks, extraordinary rendition shipping containers, and rogue AI drones. Fortunately, Greg and Albert from Great Lakes, the Great Lakes Scale Modelers Club were available to build, which was a huge coup for the project. We now have about 20 hyper-realistic miniature props ready to weather and photograph. There are also fantastic full-sized props that Melanie whipped up for Jerry's cabin and Jill's posable Uncle Joe doll. Because we've brought on artists who aren't computer geeks, there, are, there now exists amazing sources for images that didn't require me to stare at screens and, and more cool stuff got done because more people got involved. 
I'm super excited about what's possible with the latest software, but I also know that excessive disembodiment risks catastrophic loss of motivation. I want to keep the movie making as real as much as possible. Let's try that again. I want to keep the movie making real, keeping, keeping the movie making real as much as possible. There we go. Keeping it real. The box scene is another opportunity to keep it real. We need to develop the imagery she displays on her sides. That's the she box in Buffalo Joe and the Box. The imagery she displays on her sides, her style of communication. I've invited two visual artists, pals, Melanie Steffes, yep, she's a handy gal, she can do all kinds of things, and Joe Sissel, the fire artist from People's Poetry Slam we shot last March, that scene. Joe and Melanie have a smidge of software competency, Adobe Photoshop and Illustrator, I'm bringing them on for their wild ideas and image making, not for their computer chops. Workflow. So here's how I imagine our workflow. Using the dialogue as a jumping off place, we'll have an uh, ongoing throwdown about what the box is displaying and her visual style. Mel and Joe will sketch their ideas and maybe do digital versions that I will reimagine, animate, and composite. This workflow will likely have to be modified as we go along, depending on how much these two translate their ideas into the disembodied realm. Melanie is already quite intimate with the project, and she seems game to expand her horizons. Specifically, she is willing to explore After Effects. I'll be giving her an After Effects crash course this week. Maybe Joe, too. That was two weeks ago. We still haven't done the crash course yet. It's all good. Uh, collaboration. How do we opt two, three weeks ago? How do we optimally collaborate? So these are kind of ideas about what collaboration how to, how to actually make it exciting and, and, and uh, have it be productive. You know, because collaboration is, it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like fun, but it, it actually, you know, there's some things that have to be set up. So let's talk about those. First of all, to effectively collaborate, I think a vision needs to be clearly articulated, as clear as you can get it at the moment. And then as the project moves forward, the collaboration moves forward, you get more clarity along the way. Um, I think another important thing about collaboration is to have consistent weekly meetings. So it's like, boom, every week we are getting together doing something. And then there's lively communication, whether it's email or texting or on the phone or actually hanging out together, just informally, ideas are passing back and forth between all three of us. So. Should I encourage these other artists to be more relevant to VFX? Well, I had this idea of proposing an artistic development rate, which, um, which would also go along with a budget for materials and resources. And then we've kind of got to decide, well, what's worth learning? What, 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 how does the things that we might want to learn for the project coincide with the things that we already want to learn for our own work? And uh, if we were going to if we we're going to do some self-education, what does that look like? What would our own custom art school look like? And, and can we help each other by being together to achieve our individual dreams, our selfish dreams? And then how can this collaboration drive inspiration all around? Well, I think that, that it's not so much breaking away from doing what we want to do. I'm speaking more of all of us together, not just myself 
breaking away of what we want to do to come and work on Daughter of God. But it should be what we're doing with Daughter of God should basically be, and, and learning, should be more of what we are already doing, already want to do. And this is part of a transition um, to art integrity as income, which is a shared theme for pretty much everybody who is, well, most everybody who's being creative. They'd like to figure out a way to do what they love and have it be paying the bills, have it be profitable. And, and, and a living. How cool would that be to do what you love and have it be providing all the things you need to live? Uh, um, and the main thing, I guess, really is to have fun together, to have the times that we get together and work together are just a blast. Um, another important thing is, is that we actually make progress towards the towards the objective, we clearly define that there is an objective out there and what does that objective look like to create this visual language for SheBox and have it be freaking awesome. So there's our goal and we wanna be able to make progress towards that goal and then also notice the progress. Oh, look, we have made progress and look, there's the progress that we've made. Um, and again, knowing what results and completion actually look like, having an idea of what that actually is what is the completion and what are uh, what are productive results? So um, those are the three questions I actually asked uh, an episode or so ago. How to optimally collaborate? Should we encourage other artists to be more relevant to VFX? And how can this collaboration drive inspiration all around? Um, well, what about me? I've been talking about us, all these these three artists as sort of a team. But what about me? What do I want? And I want so much. My desires are off the leash now. I'm not holding myself back anymore um, for whatever reason. I'm getting better and better at just letting myself run wild with desire. And, and that's another feature of these episodes, as I've said. Um, me translating into words, audio and video, my knowings and desires. In context of this project, I mean, again, I want so much. I want so many amazing things. <laughs> but in context of this project and this collaboration with Joe and Melanie, I want to feel amazing being me. Me to the power of me. Dualistically deployed divinity. I want to feel great. Um, I want to be embodied. I want to play with clay, both actually and metaphorically. I want to be able to play in my body, with my body in this process. Um, I want to expand my drawing chops. It's been a while since I've been, you know, drawing and painting in regular physical media. And I, I'm really looking forward to getting back into that um, and, and going way farther visually than I've ever gone before. Um, I want to have an overall understanding of what's possible in visual effects. Uh, you know, it's kind of important to, to, to know the domain that I'm, exp I'm, I'm going to explore, have a little, have a little idea at least of what the domain that I'm about to explore, what the, what, what the edges of it might be, or what's out the, forget about the edges, what actually might be in that domain, what things might I discover out there. So it'd kind of be good to know that. Um, and what, I want to have competency and fluency in what software specifically. I want to explore what's out there these days 
and identify. I've been upgrading software packages and getting ready to, to dive back into things that I I've, that I've, I've have been involved with before. So I also want to be able to do idea feasibility tests. I want to, I want to be able to do proof of concepts for what the movie wants. I want to publish those and I want to get feedback on those things. I, I, I think that's a really important cycle to, to have ideas, put a test together, publish that test, have some other people look at it and get some feedback. That's a really important cycle for me. Um, I want to have an ease-promoting organization of knowledge and data. We're generating so much content right now, and I would really, and, and will be, and I'd like to have a really easy uh, feeling about how that's organized, how easy it is to access, and, uh, and, and backups, and, and all that stuff. I mean, it's kind of, over, I have that established, but I think I could get, I think I could make it even more, um, more enlivening to interact with that organization of data and information uh, and knowledge. So I want, out of all this, I want to feel a unifying clarity and inspiration. I want to feel like I am the big picture. Um, I, I, want to, I, want to, I want to have, uh, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, super, super detailed, but I, because again, details change, but I want to feel, I want to feel a unifying, um, a solid sense of what I'm about. How about that? Artistically and, and as a human being, I, I love that idea of, of this is the thing that I'm doing and exploring, and it is exactly what I want to be doing. Does that make any sense? And it's going to lead to all the coolest stuff. So, and last but not least, I want a triumphant completion of Daughter of God. I want a triumphant completion of this project. Bam! Huh? There you go. So, I think this list that I just made, that I just gave, is the most worthy outcome of this episode. A starting place that asks to be revisited, revised, and re-articulated. A, a declaration of desire for this chapter of my life, unifying all the projects that are currently in process. I, I want to remind myself what the adventure is all about. And this, and this now is the perfect place to stop this episode. Whoa, Bessie. Bam. And that's episode 169, Goosh the Clay, Daughter of Godcast, Season 4, Choice. I'm Dan Kelly, Shri Fuji Split, awash in salmon and lavender clouds here in northwestern Michigan's Lower Peninsula, just under the skirts of Canada, not far from the Big Lake and right on the edge of Crystal Lake, which in the hoary past was maybe a bay of the Big Lake. I was in Crystal Lake last night, well, three weeks ago last night, snug in my 7 mil open cell wetsuit, beaching Hobie cats and cribs, trying not to use my broken wing for lifting and shoving. I had the hunch the lake was getting ready to lock up, so cold and still under a crescent moon. Grabbing the zinc-plated pipes of the cribs or the aluminum masts of the Hobies, my gloves froze to the bare metal. Afterwards, I floated face up to the night sky, buoyant and star-drunk. <laughs>